This is a podcast from Rover. Dr. John joins us Hello. via the Hello, phone Doc. this morning. Hello, Doc. Morning, all. Morning, all. Morning, uh, all. How are you all? Well, um, two questions. Um, any danger in being knocked over in a portaloo and having faeces um, <laughs> not only pulled sort of through your back, but then also um, another animal is pulled on top of you? In anything, any health risks with that? First of all, that's my first yeah. question. Oh, just one or two, I would suggest. Yeah, like heaps. <laughs> you're still alive, you poor bastard. Yeah, I'm still alive. Still alive. Yeah. Secondly, my neck is sort of yeah. sore. I, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever had whiplash before. Mm. Um, is it enough to have get, got whiplash? I was sitting on the back of the portaloo as it went flying back, and so obviously, as you can imagine, um, my head has sort of gone bouncing yeah. a little bit on the ground. Would that is that enough to cause it from that far, even being in a portaloo? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As long, as long as you don't have any symptoms in your hands or fingers, mm. you'll be generally okay. Um, and any pinpoint tenderness in your neck. So, you know, sort of get someone to run their fingers gently down the centre of the back of your neck. If you go, ouch, then we should be seeing you. Okay, okay. excellent. All right, well, good. I'm, I'm glad that um, everyone looked after me and thought about this before. <laughs> this is a stupid idea. Um, I've got something unrelated to Bryce's um, situation there, Dr. John. Um it's it's flu season. Yes. It's it's been COVID season for the last three years. Can you get the vaccine for the next booster round for those over thirty and the flu vaccine at the same time, or can you do you have to do you have to wait, or what's the deal? Nope, nope. You get them both at the same time. We we don't have a combined vaccine of uh, COVID and influenza, so it does mean two jabs. But we're trying to. Uh, reduce down the amount of time that people have to spend going getting these things so you can get them both at the same time, whether it's through your GP or your local mm. pharmacy or whoever's on uh, the Book My Vaccine website. Um, go for it. It's uh, I hate this word booster. It's just it's another COVID vaccine that we need to maintain our protection against right. this virus. Not a booster. It's just another one in an ongoing saga of vaccination to keep our country well. And I think as well, John, because um, I know Bryce has had COVID like last week, essentially. I had it yeah. in Jan. You've got to wait six months, mm-hmm. don't you, to get this next shot after COVID? Yeah, six months Yeah, six months either from your last vaccine or six months from having the wild virus. Yeah. That's not because it's unsafe. It's just that if your immune system's already cranking out the antibodies against the virus, it's more likely to wipe out the vaccine dose so it doesn't have any effect. So it's not a safety thing. It's an efficacy thing. Okay, Dr. John, it's Mel here. Now, I was in Dunedin a couple of weeks ago and I'm starting to feel a bit itchy. There's a scabies outbreak. Should I be worried? What are the symptoms I'm looking out for? Um, it would be, um, yeah, you, you need actually quite close contact, Mel. So just wondering what the hell you got up to. Yeah, I got up to quite a bit. You know, so I'm feeling oh, a bit nervous. Well, yeah, up or down, either of those two. Yeah, really? Yeah. So, no, uh, uh, Sarcoptes scabii. Yeah, you should have a lot of these little beasties under a microscope. They're hilarious. Little, little things that love to burrow underneath your skin and then they lay eggs and crap in the tracks that they've done. And, um, Anyone who comes in with an ongoing itch that we can't find a problem, a solution for, we think of scabies. So it's normally from close personal contact, um, you know, sort of touching, sharing clothes, um, close bodily contact. Um, it can be sexually transmitted. Um, so, and the uh, sort of thing you get is just this unrelenting itch, especially at night, especially if you get into a nice warm shower, it gets really itchy. Yeah. And sometimes you'll see little bite marks and tracks on the skin. Treatment's really easy, it's a topical thing that you just apply everywhere from the neck to your toes, front and back. You can have a little party if you've got a flatmate 
all down with scabies and all get together and rub the creams all over yourselves. We don't mind what you do. Right. Uh, then only getting to wash clothes for uh, following the treatment and then repeat it one week's time. And that's got a reasonable hit rate. So, yeah, it's a, it's a common little thing. We see it heaps. Uh, school kids get it lots. Um, but, you know, it can hit anybody. It actually hits clean people, not dirty people. Oh. So that rules you out. <laughs> <laughs> get your questions, Mark. 3520. We'll come back, Doc. Clean or dirty people, <laughs> you, can, you can get in touch. Fair enough. We'll, we'll, uh, a few texts. We've got a text there, actually. Mel's uh, studio, 3520. Get them in. Yeah, Paul says, I'm 45, just been diagnosed with osteoarthritis of the knee. How long does a knee replacement last and how many um, can you get? On one knee, on the same. At forty-five, knee side. Mm. yeah, forty-five. We'd be quite res- reluctant to throw a new knee into you unless your symptoms were really, really bad. The first thing that we normally tell people to do when they've got bad knees is get on a bike, get on a extra cycle, and try and polish your joint up as much as you can, and stave off getting your knee joint until you come crawling down the corridor. We can normally say about. 20 years, 20 plus years on a knee joint. But if you're 45, that makes you 65, and then we have to think about redoing mm. it. Now, you can redo a, a joint replacement, but the, the redo is normally not ever as good as the original one. So your best knees are the one that God gave you. Your next best is your first redo. Uh, first do. When you're getting another redo, there's already damage in there, and you've got to replace the bits, and uh, the surgery gets more tricky. So try and maintain the joint that you've got at the moment for as mm-hmm. long as you possibly can. I have, I have, so, I have a mate whose wife, um, she uh, fit, active, into yoga, um, mm-hmm. th- like very, very healthy, but has really chronic arthritis. She couldn't walk 100 metres at one point. It was so painful. Yeah. But then was on a, um, yep. is now on the good drugs. Like the, yep. the drugs for arthritis at the moment, especially for younger generation, you think it's an older person's affliction. Um, would you be more he- likely to get put on the drugs first before an operation? Absolutely. And, and one of the big demarcators we use here is whether you've got what's called an inflammatory arthritis or yeah, a non-inflammatory right. arthritis. Now, the inflammatory arthritis is like rheumatoid arthritis, um, pseudo-gout, gout, psoriatic arthritis. We've got some really humdinging medicines now that can turn your life around and stop joint destruction. They go under a funny name called DMARDS, or disease-modifying reag- uh, reagents in, in arthritis and rheumatoid arthritis. So they can change the, the disease process and stop the joints from wearing out. Otherwise, it's mostly medicines to look after the pain and the bone pain medicines like anti-inflammatory drugs. There's not a lot of anti-inflammatory nature in, in osteoarthritis, but it can help reduce down the pain. And with the medicines, there's always a risk of what the medicine's gonna do. So you're constantly weighing up what's the best thing for this individual. And if you're saying you can't walk 100 meters you, you need something because you've got to be able to enjoy your life. So that's either medicines or joint replacements. And, and thank God we've got joint replacements. They are really good. Um, I'm speaking, having, walking around on two new knees, and mine are now five, mm. years, five years down the track, and they're going great. But uh, it took me a long time to decide to have them done. Um, Doc, how do you go on a pub quiz? Pretty rubbish, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know a lot until I get into a pub quiz and then I become an imbecile. It's great. Yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> this month at the moment is um, Testicular Cancer Awareness Month, um, which I'm sure you are aware of in April. Um, so lots of lads listening 
Um, it's something obviously that you're big on. It's why you give your time for free. You have done for so many years on the rock on this um, because you want people to get things checked and fixed. Say someone's listening right now, they've never done any, anything like it before. How do you do a bloody check on yourself to see if uh, you need to go and get something checked out because it's, it's such a big thing in this country? Yeah, it's a forgotten disease, you know. Um, everyone's worried about prostate cancer, yeah. breast cancer, cervical cancer. Uh, testicular cancer uh, cases uh, three per 100,000 per year. Wow. So, you know, it's, it's a, there's enough of it around. And the, the, the fun thing about testicular cancer, if you can have a fun thing about it, is that if we find it early, we can cure you, right? It's, yeah. it's a curable cancer. So what we suggest that people do um, is once every couple of months, once every two to three months, either you or someone whom you really know, love, and definitely trust to grab your ghoulies. Right, we should have a thing called Grab Your Ghoulies Day, yeah. and basically, mm. you grab your scrotum. Mel, stop laughing. I'm sure you've done it once or twice in your life. She's nodding yeah. more than once. <laughs> She's nodding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that might be the case. But what you do is you grab your testicles. Now, the testicles are the things inside your scrotum. Yeah. The scrotum's a sack. The testes are your nuts. And what you should be able to feel is this really smooth olive-shaped thing, which you can just run through your fingers. Now, there's a whole lot of other rubbish in your scrotum. You know, there's a, the epididymis and all these things. You get cysts and varicoceles and things. But it's the actual testis itself, that nut that you're interested mm-hmm. in. And you should run your fingers over it gently. If you can't feel a pea-sized lump which is hard and gritty, you're generally safe. If you find a pea-sized lump which is hard and gritty, that needs to be checked out. So we are happy to see anybody's ghoulies if you've got any concern about them and do the test ourselves. But it's something, Mm. if you get to know your ghoulies, you can do yourself at home. And the trick is, it is a curable cancer. So the the treatment is actually removal of the testis. Okay, so it's there. But we've got a whole lot of plastic ones that we can put in its place so you still hang the same. And if you're really keen, we can make them three times the size. Nice. Excellent. Right. And I, know, I know, John, you said um, if you find a lump, it's to get it checked out because it's, it's, it's not something that's going to go away, is it? No, these, these things don't get better. Yeah. It, it, but just be aware that if you do find something in there, it doesn't necessarily mean it's cancer of the testis. You should go and get it checked to make sure. And if we're worried and can't quite work it out, the next thing we do is do an ultrasound. You know, like we do yeah. on pregnant ladies' tummies to look at the babies, <clears throat> we can do an ultrasound on your on your ghoulies. It's really safe. It's it's not nasty or painful or anything, mm. and that can absolutely confirm or deny what's going on inside the scrotum. That's what happened to me. I did that. Oh, yeah, I um I I think they thought I had a fetus in there. They were so big, um, <laughs> quite large. My GP went when I, when I showed them. Um, he went whoa, yeah, um, which was quite yeah. impressive. Um, yeah. Just so roll into your GP and go, these nuts. Yeah, and, uh, get them checked. Yeah. Present them. Uh, not a reception, job. though, but in the yeah. in the actual yeah. doctor's office. Yeah, once you see yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, there's something I always say when examining. Say, so, oh, this is these are the most remarkable testes I've seen today. <laughs> That's it, it's good. probably the, the first I've seen today, but you always <laughs> want to build the guys up a bit, saying they're just bloody marvellous. Doctor John, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time Thanks and so for much. helping us out this morning. Thank no you. Problem, guys.